In economic downturns, families are often forced to make difficult decisions to save money. With increasing deductibles, co-pays, and often no insurance, it's not surprising that a decline in doctor's visits is linked to the current financial crisis. Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Sandy Prager, the immediate past president of the National Association of Insurance Commissioners and the Kansas Insurance Commissioner. Sandy, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks. So before we talk about the survey that the NAIC did, tell me a little bit about what NAIC does and what's the role of even a state insurance commissioner. All states have some sort of an insurance regulator, either a commissioner or a director or a supervisor, and it is our responsibility to regulate the business of insurance that is conducted in our state. So that's the companies, the products they sell, and the people who sell the products. We are a very old association founded in 1871, so we're the oldest national association of state entities, and our goal at the national level is to coordinate our activities because insurance tends to be national in nature, but the concerns that people who buy insurance products have is very local, so it's a good mix of working together nationally to coordinate our activities and to seek uniformity wherever we can but to keep the actual regulation at the state and local level where people are going to be most directly impacted. What kind of power does the NAIC have in terms of enforcement and or punishment? Well, our individual regulators at the state level have quite a bit of authority over the companies. If we feel that they are not conducting business in a manner that is fair and complies with our state laws, we can revoke their certificate of of authority, which means they can't sell their products in our state. So the National Association, per se, does not have authority, but each of the members has quite a bit of authority in their state. So can you give me an example of when you've exerted your authority in Kansas? If we see a company is consistently not paying claims in a timely fashion, we do what is called a market conduct examination, which is just that. We go out and examine the way they're behaving in the marketplace, and we have fined companies who have been not treating their customers the way we think they need to be treated. On an individual basis, someone may file a claim and have it be rejected, and they can call us, and we can look at whether or not it is a claim that should, in fact, be paid based on the policy and call the company and say, you need to pay this. And if they don't, we can fine them. Or, again, we can tell them to stop doing business in our state. Well, let's get back to a survey that the NAIC did. Can you tell me the scope of the survey and how exactly you measure health care expenditures? Well, we interviewed six to 700 individuals. It was done with random phone dialing, which increased its you know, level of certainty. And we looked at increasing expenditures in terms of increasing co-pays and deductibles or just premiums in general and asked, what have they done with those increasing costs? Have they reduced the number of times that they see a doctor because they have increased copays and deductibles? Are they not taking medications that are prescribed? Are they ignoring symptoms that they shouldn't be ignoring and delaying treatment altogether? So we tried to get at it with those kinds of questions. When did you do the study? July of 08. I would imagine if you did it again, things may have changed for the worse. Probably. I heard President-elect Obama be questioned not too long ago when he said he wants to do something on health care. And one of the reporters said, yeah, but you've got this huge economic crisis. 
how can you deal with the healthcare crisis at the same time? And he said, precisely because there is a huge economic crisis. And we know when people lose jobs or companies feel the pinch of increasing costs, people who lose jobs, of course, lose insurance. Companies who are trying to provide insurance for their employees cost shift more of that cost of the insurance to their employees. And that causes sometimes employees to just say, I'm not going to participate because I can't afford the copayment, the copremium, the large deductible. So the tough economic times certainly impacts the way people access healthcare services. What were the results that you saw in the survey that you did in July of 2008? We saw that people are dropping coverage. More than a fifth said they've dropped the number of times they go to see a physician. So that's certainly not taking full advantage of the coverage that they do have. People with household incomes under 25,000, the number that had withheld care was even greater. And again, that I think just corresponds directly to the amount of income. We know that under 25,000 household income, about 20% said they just didn't take the prescriptions that had been prescribed for them because they couldn't afford to go buy them or to pay the copay. So the survey focused an awful lot on just how they're handling those increased expenditures. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill, and my guest today is Sandy Prager. She's the immediate past president of the Association of Insurance Commissioners and the Kansas Insurance Commissioner. And we're talking about how consumers are cutting back on health care expenditures during this current financial crisis. Sandy, are there specific practice areas that you see that are more likely to be impacted adversely by the economic downturn? Well, clearly, elective surgery. I would guess that there isn't a lot of plastic surgery being done. Do we know that, or is that a guess? Because, you know, the rich still have their money. I do think some of the elective procedures are seeing a downturn. I think general practice, family practice, I think people are not going in for their annual physicals. They're not going in with minor ailments because they think, I'm just going to weather the storm and get through this. Hopefully, that's going to work out for them. But oftentimes, if they ignore some of the early warning signs, they could, in fact, end up paying more. But I think another area where you're going to see physicians impacted is physician practices who have a high number of Medicaid and Medicare patients, because we know those reimbursements are being ratcheted back. And if you couple that with Some insurance companies who maybe are not as quick to pay, you're seeing increased receivables in physician offices, accounts receivable that are probably going for greater than 90 days. And that, I think, is just a result of everyone feeling this economic pinch. But elective surgery versus emergency surgery, obviously, you're not going to see the elective, but people, if they come into an emergency room with appendicitis, they're going to have surgery. So the more emergency kinds of surgical procedures, I don't think you're going to see much of a change. Well, in addition or besides emergency care, do you see any practice areas that are also immune to economic downturns? I don't know. I think everyone's feeling it to a certain extent. And I'm married to a physician, full disclosure here. So we talk about this a lot. What kind of doctor is he? He's a general surgeon. So he's, again, he's one of those that is not going to be as impacted because He does more probably emergency kinds of procedures, gallbladder, cancer, appendectomies. But I do know accounts receivable are increasing as more people have higher deductibles. People with higher deductibles are going to withhold 
accessing the care that they need. So in terms of being immune from the economic downturn, I think it would have to be things that are more directly related to things that you absolutely have to get done. Let's talk about the medical plans with higher deductibles. Are more people choosing them because they are more expensive, or are they not choosing them anymore because they can't afford that higher premium? Some of them don't have a choice. The higher deductible is sometimes a decision. You know, most people get their coverage through the workplace, and the higher deductible is a decision that their employer is making because it is less cost to them to shift more of the cost to their employee. And I think that trend is continuing. Health savings accounts, people with health savings accounts, I think during these tight economic times, are less likely to access the money in that savings account, even though it can't be spent for other things without a penalty. Even if they have the money in the savings account, they're just, I think, during these economic times, and these are anecdotal, but these are things that I'm hearing, talking with our state medical society and others. So they're less likely to utilize it because they're just afraid they may need that money for something else. So what I'm hearing is that it sounds like there's a 20% of all the people out there are really being affected by this in terms of visiting doctors. So that theoretically, we may see a 20% drop in revenue during this economic downturn. And does your association counsel physicians or help advise what to do to make up for that shortfall? We don't have, from an association standpoint, that kind of direct contact, except that I think all of us within our own state deal directly with our state medical associations. We do periodically have physician groups. We do quarterly meetings, quarterly national meetings, and have them come and address our groups. We certainly are very concerned about the quality of the health of the population. And if people are not accessing care and having their health be impacted by that, ultimately the insurance costs are going to go up. And that is, of course, a concern. We're always looking for ways to keep the insurance premium affordable because that's what keeps people covered with insurance. But the other concern, people often talk about it's the uninsured that causes the big cost shifting. And really, government programs are also very guilty of cost shifting when they don't adequately reimburse through Medicare and Medicaid. And those are people that are actually utilizing the services of our doctors and our hospitals, and yet the doctor, the hospital, is not being adequately compensated for the service. And as more people fall into those, especially the Medicaid programs, we'll see more and more pressure on the physician office because our state Medicaid programs traditionally, I think, across the country do not reimburse as good as an insurance company might. And I can also point out that Medicaid is one of the fastest growing areas of our state budgets. In some states, it's overtaken the other big spending item, which is education. And we're just going to see the pressures on state Medicaid programs increase. Sandy, the last question is if President-elect Obama tapped Sandy Prager to be on his cabinet, charge of the Department of Health, what kind of solutions to the problem would you recommend the president or the new administration adopt to try and solve some of these problems? I think there's some real good lessons that are being learned in the Massachusetts experience. I think all Americans should have health insurance. Obviously, not all Americans can afford to have health insurance. So I think one of the things the new administration is going to have to look to is a way to help the low-wage worker, 
be able to find affordable coverage. And it's not just having limited benefit plans because that works if you're healthy, but if you actually need to access services and you have a policy that doesn't cover those services, then you really don't have much. So I think the Obama administration needs to look at ways to have health care, health insurance available in some way through a public-private partnership to all Americans, and I think all Americans should have to have coverage. Well, Sandy Prager, thank you very much for coming on the show. You're so welcome. Thank you. My guest was Sandy Prager. She is the immediate past president of the Association of Insurance Commissioners and the Kansas Insurance Commissioner. And we were talking about how consumers are currently cutting back on health care and Sandy's solutions to solve the problem. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to the Business of Medicine on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at reachmd.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening. 